Hey yo, and here we go. It is We Talk Comics on the air and in your ear. Once again, we are back. We have a couple special guests with us. We'll get to in just a moment. We are doing the worst uh, kind of, or the not whims that we wish hadn't been made, or whatever you want to call it, um, kind of movies that were made between 1978 and 2007 and for comic book properties. It had to be in the theater, live action, and uh, there was one other thing, English CB King. Uh, Brett, you got that, Mr. Brett Podcast? You suck. <laughs> Do you need time to rework your list, Brett? Well, yeah, actually, you know what? The funny thing is, is that my list this time is exactly right, and I'm trying to figure out a way that I can make it totally wrong. <laughs> I'll tell you. I, I will. I know where you live. Okay. Can I suggest? Can I just suggest Red Brown and Captain America? Oh. <laughs> no, because that would have been on the best. Because he's Red fucking Brown. Don't, uh, Brett. Don't worry, I got you, man. I'll screw uh, this up for you. Well, this is going to be fun. So that is uh, the man with no nickname over there. That's Chris, and hey, uh, that, that screw it up for us. And then we have uh, Mr. Brett Harris. Uh, the other king of the casters, Mr. Brett Harris. How are you doing? Doing great. Gr- glad to be back. And uh, because uh, both Bretts are here, you're up to your butts and Bretts. So yeah, uh, no. Even one Brett, we're usually up to our butts and Bretts. That's fine. <laughs> usually. And and Keith over there, how are you doing? Happy as hell to be here. Spot, spot. Thanks, thanks for thanks for asking me back after the last episode. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it, not like we just are recording this immediately after or anything. Still, you had time to make changes and you didn't. So, you know, I'm glad that it worked out. <laughs> you could have been dumped off the call. <laughs> oh, well, once maybe again, we're not going to invite him back after all. I'm going to list my five worst, and then I'll get uh, uh, Brett Harris to list them, and then Keith. Then Chris, and then uh, Mr. Brett Podcast, Chief Defender of the Face, King of the Casters. They're uh, a man with too many nicknames. Um, yeah, so we'll do it, and then I will add him up, and we will uh, kind of discuss what is considered the worst. And again, and I'll throw out something as a, for a mini topic, we add him up, and hopefully it'll work as well as that Supergirl did. Um, <laughs> that worked so well. As Podcast Gold. <laughs> podcast Gold. So my number five, just making the list as it came out in 2007, Ghost Rider. Uh, I don't know about you guys. This was way harder to do because there was a lot more crappy movies than good ones. Yeah, so, there's a lot. It's like I had a lot to pare down here. There's so many more I could have put in there. But Ghost uh, Rider, I have a feeling we're not going to have a lot of overlap on these. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see because there's just so many. Ghost Rider, like, I want to like it. And the transformation was great, but it's bad and boring. Uh, Red Sonja is now number four. Uh, Son of the Mask is my number three. The Crow, City of Angels, is my number two. And my number one is Superman 4. So, Brett Harris. Well, my number five is Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Um, My number four, and this is borderline according to the rules, it got a theatrical release in England. It's Captain America 1990. So it did get a theatrical release, but uh, (laughs) not here. Um, That's three, just sin. Alex, Alex Payun is an excellent filmmaker. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, then we've got uh, Batman and Robin is number three. Uh, Catwoman is number two. 
and barbed wire is number one <laughs> horrible movie the movie that i every time i watch i feel the need to uh, go get a shot for hepatitis so <laughs> that is that. that's fair. <laughs> the greatest reason to watch that movie i've ever heard <laughs> uh, uh, all right is it my turn this time? I've, I, uh, in, in prep for this, I, I did a double bill last night, and there are two movies that didn't make my list. Uh, but I realized I had never seen I had never seen Barb Wire, and I had never <laughs> seen Shaquille O'Neal in Steel. So that was my um, double bill last night. Brett, where can he go to get one of those hepatitis shots? <laughs> <laughs> uh, any clinic. You, you guys' health care is better than ours. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're much safer than we are at this point. So. That was it. Was an interesting double bill because um, you know talking about worst movies, I I realized I had never actually sat down and watched either one of them, uh, and and I had lots of laughs actually. I was I talked to uh, I was talking to to Mr. Harris last night about barbed wire for a little bit. Um, <laughs> my I had a criteria when I was doing this list that that. If I could watch it again, it wouldn't make the list. These have to be; these are all movies that I would not be able to make it to the end of. Uh, so, uh, my my least worst, uh, I've got Spawn. Uh, then I've got uh, Batman and Robin, Spider Man Three, Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. Spider Man Three uh, out. It was yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, and uh, so, Miss Superman Four: Quest for Peace is my my second least worst. Uh, and number one is, uh, and it's interesting that this is the last theatrically superhero movie before Iron Man came out. So it just sneaks in. Fantastic Four: Two: Rise of the Silver Surfer. Is it two thousand seven? Yes, just barely. It's like it's like come, came out like three months before Iron Man. Well, was Iron Man that early in two thousand eight? It was uh, first quarter of two thousand eight, I believe. Yeah, or yeah. it might have been May release actually, but pretty. It's yeah. like the last. It's the last one on the Marvel <laughs> list anyway. Before you get to Iron Man, God, I, I, you guys are using a different criteria than I think. <laughs> All those movies you guys have listed would make good movies on my list. <laughs> well, let's hear it, Chris. All righty. Number four. Teenage Moon... Uh, number five. Teenage Moon Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> number four. G-Men from Hell. Uh, number... Uh, when did that come out? Um, I'd have to look that up, but it's within the cri- criteria zone. Is it? I think the rest of us just haven't seen it. Was it released in the theaters? Yes, it was. Very limited release. I checked um, that much. I'm not it's from 2000, so it's I think that was, I think that's a borderline qualifier, but I'll let it go, because I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Number, three, okay. Number three, Brenda Starr. Okay, we're, what the, what, huh? Nice. <laughs> the one what with, with Where did it come from? When was it released? Bo Derek, I believe 19, that, 1981. But isn't that based on a comic strip? 
rather than yes. a comic? Does it not? Does a comic strip not count? I don't see why it would. It's not a comic book. Otherwise, Dick Tracy would have been nine number one. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that one I can't well, let go. Okay. Um... <laughs> and I don't know that, that ever made the theaters, anyways. G Men from Hell was released into the theaters in Germany, so we got to give it to we gave we gave we gave Mr. Harris one that was released in England. So we got to give Brett the or Chris the one that was released in Germany. Okay, but we're not giving you Brenda Starr. So I'm pushing up your G Men from Hell. Okay, from 1984. God, why was it hard? This from 1984. Sheena of the Jungle. So that's your new number number five. Uh, the, <laughs> I, I believe we're on three now. Well, yeah, no, but, but okay. No, I really <laughs> want to see Sheena. Brenda was number three. So, so are you just saying three? that that number that that Sheena just slots into she, number three? So the, no, she, Sheena Sheena moves up to number five, the number five position. Okay, okay. That I can deal with. Okay, so the, that that puts me at number three or number two. That's, so you have two left. Right. So uh, Blade 2, I'm sorry, Blade 3, which is just a god-awful movie. And then finally, my worst movie would have to be... Oh, this... Uh, Quest for Peace, I really can't stand that movie. <laughs> All right. At least we have one movie that has shown up uh, <laughs> on everybody's list so far. <laughs> so we already know what the worst movie. And may I say, when we did this before, we just went through and, and scored them all out of 10, like every movie, and it was like a seven-hour podcast. It's just <laughs> Brett Harris. <laughs> and four at the time, it was the winner, too. Did you wonder why it got lost? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it was also the worst. Uh, scored was the winner. Was considered the worst. Brett, what have you got? All right, uh, number five. I'm going to go with uh, with uh, Superman: The Quest for Peace. Just to just to be you know part of the team. <laughs> <laughs> number four, uh, Cowboys and Aliens. Doesn't count. It came out after Iron Man. Dumbass. It did. Oh. It, it okay. did. 2011. So just just oh, a, just right. a barely after. Just three years. <laughs> three years. Bisha. <laughs> uh, it was the same director <laughs> as Iron Man. It was his. It's still it crap. Was... <laughs> it's <a> moron. <laughs> Let's see now. Do I have an animated movie that I can throw in next? <laughs> Well, actually, you know what I really, really, um, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Now, there was this, it's the Superman musical. Um, <laughs> it was a TV special. I, you know, that really wasn't very good. How, what do you feel about that, Mo? I'm going to kill you. I am. I'm going to, I'm going to have to kill you, Brett. It's, it'll be, <laughs> nobody will blame me. Nobody will convict me. Uh, I'm going to have to, really. It'll be for my own sanity. <laughs> Can I add, well, can I add it's Armored five? Age early number round to my list? Superman. <laughs> <laughs> number four is Superman. What's your number five? Brian, uh, number five, uh, I, as much as 
I, I watched it last night in preparation, and uh, as much as I'm, you know, love Scott Kowalczyk, but uh, I had to put Catwoman in there because <laughs> it's a really terrible movie. Mr. Harris, how did your Catwoman experience go? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, just to let everybody in, uh, I didn't know Keith was going to be joining us today, which is great. Uh, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. So last night, I had remembered him vaguely a long time ago saying that a friend had told him a way to watch Catwoman and make it bearable. So naturally, I, I decided to do some homework. I watched some really crappy movies over the last 48 hours. Uh, just, you know, to, to take one for, for your listeners, I wanted to be up to date. Because we always watch our favorite movies, but I have not seen some of these on my crap list uh, since they came out. And um, so I contacted him. I asked him what it was. And, and, and Keith, you're welcome to, to tell him what your advice was. <laughs> Uh, and and it did not help. <laughs> no, it doesn't help. It doesn't I, thank, help. I thank you. I, I did try it, but uh, dear Lord <laughs> heaven, that's a bad movie. Uh, <laughs> but um, it, it it really is. It, it doesn't it doesn't function well as an adaptation because it, it's nowhere close to the source material. And then if you even try to take it as as uh, camp or or, or uh, a parody, it, it's just so poorly done uh from top to bottom the acting is bad the dialogue is bad the the plot is is just strange i i i would much rather uh start tweezing my beard instead of shaving it uh and then to watch this movie a third time i don't i had never seen it before and and i know why now (laughs) well did did you like it <laughs> I mean, e- even looking at the the lovely Haley Berry for almost two hours is not a good enough incentive. It, it's, now, it's, for it's, to tell you the truth, you also, after watching that, you also need a hepatitis shot. To be honest with you, um, <laughs> no, no, no that that would be swordfish. <laughs> I think it's amazing that 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 movie is so reviled, and yet that costume of Catwoman has become so iconic at uh, conventions. Like that, that Catwoman costume is still sold in costume shops and you see it in cosplay all the time. Despite well, how... Halloween. Halloween. That's because it's so easy to do. For older people, Halloween has just become, hey, how can I dress provocatively? <laughs> <laughs> I can't dress like this normally. Uh, allow me to help, let my butt cheeks hang out and my my bosom spill over. So <laughs> it's true. I have, like it's, it's a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not complaining. I'm just pointing it out. <laughs> don't right, pull Brett, it out, man. You're number Please three, don't Brett. pull it out. Come on, Brett's got to finish his uh, Mr. Podcast. <laughs> finish your. Uh, all right. <laughs> I thought he was done. No. <laughs> <laughs> number number three is. Batman and Robin. Okay. Number two is Ghost Rider from 2007. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's awful. Now, here's where I'm going to break Mo again. Oh, I hate you already. For number one, I, I couldn't decide, but I hate them all. Every single Fantastic Four movie <laughs> ever made. Only three of them qualify. Only uh, two of them qualify, but we'll give you it. Well, I don't care. I'm including the 2015 as well because they're all awful. Brett, you got to pick between those two. Just pick the one that you think is worst. 
I have no idea. They're Fantastic Four. They're they're both awful. The answers rise in the sun. I actually like. I especially like the first one, and I didn't mind the second one. But hey, which one's the one where Reed dances in the club and gets all twisty? Whichever one that one is. <laughs> I'm gonna put it in. I'm gonna put it in as rise. It's fine. It's fine. It's just Fantastic Four. Like no. I would I would easily go back to watch the Roger Corman one than than I would to uh, to ever watch any of the ones that were actually released theatrically. The Roger Corman one's good. I like that movie. Oh, it, it is much better, much better. <laughs> it, it, it at least has uh, that the optic nerve thing makeup, which looks pretty cool. <laughs> the the documentary about that's also amazing. If you if you do a best documentaries, just you know, spoiler, that'll be on the list. Best <laughs> Oh, Best documentaries about about uh, superhero movies that were not theatrically released. Um, oh, dude, bring your top, bring your top ten. Yeah. <laughs> we could okay, actually do that. There's lots. I can think of at least three documentaries like that. <laughs> I know. I know. There's the Superman one as well, and and uh, there's at least one more. Okay, can we, can uh, we do I'm a going list to. I'm going to add like... these up. Okay. And I'm going to give you guys topics. Here's. Four movies, you can discuss any or all of them, uh, that did not make the worst or the best. Uh, Judge Dredd, um, From Hell, uh, The Mask, and uh, Time Cop, which I may point out, did have a naked Mia Sarah, which is a fantastic uh, Ferris Bueller fan. I would appreciate it. So it has its merits. Anybody? Go ahead and discuss. I was Judge actually... Dredd, from Hell, The Mask, Time Cop. What was that, Chris? I was actually betting that From Hell would actually appear on somebody's both best and worst list. (laughs) I'm really surprised it didn't appear on either, though. I I, I can understand how easily how somebody could really like that movie. Um, And it's not a good movie either. So, um, yeah. It was closer to my worst list than it was to my best list. It's a tough one because it's. I mean, the, it's so. It so misses the point of the source material, um, and that's not always a death knell for me. But it is like it doesn't bring anything else to the table to fill that gap, though. So it's just a yet another uh, Jack the Ripper story. Like it doesn't really have anything new to say if you take out all of the subtext that's in From Hell, the comic. So it's a nice one. I mean, I've probably watched it. I've watched it. You know, a couple of times I had it on DVD probably, and um, and I remember the DVD being awesome with lots of deleted scenes of mm-hmm. them actually exploring what the comic book did. Right. Um. It 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 just was sort of cut down for release. Yeah, all that drifting and like exploring England's history or London's history and all that stuff that uh, that is so integral to the book, and they filmed, but then the studio was like. What's this got to do with anything? Nobody's getting slashed to death, and no one's uh, no one's having an affair with Heather Graham. So why is that scene in there? So, what's it, happened to the Hughes brothers anyway? It seemed like they kind of dropped off the map between you know, after that. And it they decided. broke up. I think Adam Hughes just uh, released a film all by himself not too long ago. I'd have to look that up. Talk among yourselves while I do that. 
let's let's just slowly let's... each break off doing our own side thing that's not talking on the podcast. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I, I, nice. now that you're talking about it, I want to read from hell again. So let me, uh, you guys talk about something else while I reread from hell. Well, you wonder what the, the studio was even thinking, attempting to make from hell. Because, I mean, you just look at the book on the shelf. I'm not even talking picking it up and go, yeah, that's never going to make a movie. Well, the it's thing, such a talking uh, head book. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a phone book. Yeah. It's black <laughs> and white. It has Eddie Campbell art, which is bizarre. Um, it, it didn't have a hope of being a good movie. Have have any of you watched Judge Dredd, like the the Sylvester Stallone one, in recent years? No, it's I one have. I've thought about going. It's one I've thought about going back. Of course, you have, Chris. I mean, <laughs> you, you rewatch <laughs> every movie ever made on a regular basis. Um, so what, what do you? Where do you? What do you think there, Chris? I think the downfall of that movie is. Uh, uh, I want to say Adam Sandler, but that the uh, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider, yeah. Um, his humor is so incredibly dated, and it was dated at the time before it came out. Basically, <laughs> um, it, it was like a couple months before he was over, and when it hit, it was like, "Oh, this guy again." Um, it just, it just that part is the worst part. I think. I actually like a lot of the visuals in the the story. Um, that and the studio not having the balls to say, yes, we have uh, Stallone, but we can't take the helmet off. They they should have... Having him helmetless just lost the entire point of Ju- uh, Judge Dredd there. Um, yeah, it's a soulless film. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's the. I think the problem with that is that it's one of those cases where, since I haven't seen it in so long, that when I looked at it, when I saw it on the list, you know, then it's the idea that yeah, it's a really bad movie. I don't really want to watch it again, but it's it doesn't make me want to vomit right now, <laughs> like some of the other ones do. But but maybe that would change if I watched it again. Like if I had watched. That and Catwoman last night, perhaps Judge Dredd might have made my list, but but I mean, you know, Catwoman did. Yeah, I mean, my my one of my criteria as I was thinking through them was like, could I put that back in and watch it to even prepare for an episode about it? And like any of the ones <laughs> that like I would just. I wouldn't talk about that movie again. Like I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna watch Quest for Peace for any reason whatsoever. Like <laughs> until, until I'm getting a until I'm getting a fee for appearance, <laughs> I'm not I'm not discussing Quest for Peace. I you literally have to pay me to watch it. <laughs> What's funny about Quest for Peace is I, I did rewatch it this morning, oh. and I, I was uh, glutton for punishment. Like, uh, <laughs> It was it's its heart is in the right place, you know. Superman trying to save the world's ills and whether he should do it or not do it, and uh, you know, at the time the the Cold War was was raging, and I, I can see why uh, Christopher Reeve would want to do that story. And uh, they actually had a, a good uh, script writer, um, uh, one of the guys who co-wrote um, Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country, uh, Lawrence Conner, and. 
it, it seemed like everything was in place and it was well intentioned and going well. The stuff it had to say about media is, uh, you know, out of control, <laughs> at least here. Um, with the you know the guy who buys the Daily Planet, there's a lot of valuable, worthwhile stuff to be mined there. And then we get John Cryer's Lenny Luthor, and it just goes off the rails, and we get the nuclear man clone who doesn't look like anything like Superman. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to jump in for a bit here. I'm just going to yeah. jump in because I do have the calculations, and uh, number one was 17 points was Superman 4 as the worst. Um, and Rise of the Silver Surfer had 10 points, and that was number two. So, I mean, the gap is huge. I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, like – what they did to this franchise when for the first one, end of the second one, and the second one, you know, being so high on our other list, uh, being the second best movie, to, to fall to this point of them just cutting budget and cutting budget. And then by the time four came around, just cutting budget, like, you know, cutting budget to number three, despite the monies that the first two made. But then the fourth one, cutting budget during filming and the effects being so bad and just everything, just just turning Superman into not even a B movie. It's, it's really like a, a director video C level movie. You know, it's just so sad to see. I think that's one of the reasons we hate it so much is because we, we know it can be good and, and could be better. And, and it's, it's how far it fell. And there's a wonderful documentary, uh, 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 on the fall of Canon studios. You're welcome. There's two actually. Uh, one presented by the people who did Canon films and another one presented by somebody else and watched them both. I, I think I've recommended the one to you done by other people to you guys before. Again, the rise and fall of Canon films. It is great. It certainly talks a lot about that and the Spider-Man movie they were going to make. And, oh man, it's great. It's hilarious. Like those guys were characters. Was it Ilya Sal- Salkind? And uh, I can't remember how to pronounce it. Chris, you're the one who's good with names. How do you say those? I don't. I, I don't want to be involved with them in any sort of way. Uh, I believe they're both up for molestation charges. So, seriously? Yeah. Well, now we know why they wanted to do a Superboy TV show. <laughs> wow! <laughs> rest, so, rest, so give rest me your too soon. Too soon. <laughs> It's just stone silence and one laugh. Now, now I know how feel like uh, stand-up comics feel when they're totally. Well, I was trying to. I was trying to figure. Like I'm like as it's landing. I'm trying to decide what side of the brain it's landing on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Superman is the worst. Uh, Number two worst. Then it was be Rise of the Silver Surfer. Uh, Batman and Robin is number three. Uh, Catwoman. is number four, and Ghost Rider is number five, and just falling out of the list is Barb Wire, <coughs> and, and Catwoman, but uh, only made one person's list, so it's number six. Um, so I'm going to, the elephant in the room, because like I said, we did this before, and the worst movies was very different. Um, so the elephant in the room, Howard the Duck. Nobody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nobody has that on their list. That's actually fair because I probably forgot it. And I really hate Howard the Duck. <laughs> I, I I I probably put that out of my head. Yeah, there, I did. There, there are a I lot did. of really bad movies that could make the list. I mean, I almost had Return yeah. of Swamp Thing on here, and, and then of course Howard the Duck and uh, Constantine. I, I mean, there's a lot of crap out there. <laughs> I'm surprised we were in this much of agreement, to be honest with you. 
I liked all those movies. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's really not fair to suggest, you know, for 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 your list, Chris. I mean, it's it's more that that you know you just like them less. Yeah. Ex- yes. 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 I do like them less. Well, I mean, I I made certain decisions. Like, I decided that Superman putting Superman three and four on a list of five movies was a bit harsh. But <laughs> that's that's all, that was like that was uh, something I scratched out as I was going through. It was like I, I'm not going to put both on, but they're they're both pretty terrible. Um. <laughs> was it was it just Richard Pryor being miscast? Was that the biggest problem? Yeah, I don't know. I. I I'd like to dig up some some making of of what that decision making was like to to go so campy with the the third one after I mean the, the, it's not like the first two were super serious and I mean once Lester came in like two had a lot of goofy stuff in it but to go full on comedy is such an odd choice. Well, but he was the whole opening hot, uh, the whole hot, opening right? scene on three uh, where where it's just. Uh, a comedy of errors uh, as Clark Kent is walking down the street before mm-hmm. he even gets before prior ever gets in it. So I think a lot of the, the problem is with Lester, not, not with Richard Pryor necessarily because mm-hmm. Richard Pryor actually could be charming at times and likable and, um, and genuinely funny. So, well, that's a good point. There's there is quite a bit of the like a quite a bit of the, of the, of the goofy stuff is actually like slapsticky and not necessarily Richard Pryor doing it. Like you're right. Uh, I think as soon as he was ta- he's cast, they, they changed the tone of what the movie's going to be because he was a very he, he was a box office star at the time. But I mean, he was you know I mean now you're tailoring to him as the biggest star in the film, and he's he's um, off offset, uh, very troubled, right? I, so I, I mean, wonder, I think that's one of the things that I wonder if Marlon Brand. I'm wondering if what Marlon Brando recommended him for the job. <laughs> oh. I, I will that, recommend. Why, like, and seriously, how does Howard the Duck not make five people's list of the five worst movies? Is it just that we didn't? It's too obvious, and everybody wanted to be too smart about it. Like, because I just can't. I, I'm, I'm trying. I'm looking at my own list, going, "Well, those are crap movies." But, geez, I mean, how do I justify? <laughs> I think you can I, at least get a camp value out of Howard the Duck that you, you can't out of any of the things I put on my list. Like, and you want to like Howard the Duck. Like, I, I, yeah. I'll, look, I'll look at that poster and go, I, I want to see that well, when I'm looking at the poster until I pop it in the DVD player and go, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris, you have a restraining order against you by Leah. Yeah, that's that, that too. That's that's yeah, yeah. That's that's true. Yeah, uh, but, okay, but isn't that true of all the the, the comic book based movies? Don't you want them all to be good? And and you know you go in rooting for them, and then you come out, you know. Uh, so I, I think that's my what was my problem with Superman four again? You know, is that that was the first time I felt like a movie had punched me in the face. <laughs> like really let me down. <laughs> like like I went in and it, and it's like oh how could you do that to me? I love Superman and I was there for those other ones. You know it's like yeah. Um. So yeah okay. Howard the Duck that's at least talked about. Shaq Steel another one. Shaq Steel or Steel or whatever you want to call it. Another one that didn't make anybody's list. Um, worst costume though ever right? 
That's a terrible costume. Oh, yeah. I I thought there was some fun stuff in the movie though. I, having watched it last night for the first time, there's there's some some genuinely fun stuff, and I think with different casting, it I don't know. It's an odd it's an odd movie because it's directed by Kenneth Johnson, who uh, mostly did TV, and it feels like a '90s TV pilot. Uh, like it like it's all set up as if this was going to be like an ongoing series. Uh, Kenneth Johnson had done Alien Nation and V were his big things. Um, but it feels like that. It feels like a TV movie that just to launch a, uh, like an ongoing series of an action show. Uh, I couldn't put it on my list because I've never seen it. Nice. That's a good reason <laughs> not to put it on. I, I just always wondered if they had Shaquille O'Neal first and he yeah, sat with him because he's the one thing that doesn't work most. I, I mean, he... He, he can't act and he's trying to anchor this movie. Everything else I thought that Kid Johnson did with that film worked except for Shaq. So wasn't it, wasn't it uh, Wesley Snipes that was trying to do it and did blade instead. Isn't that how it went? That's like, the, like they were trying. I think they were trying to cast someone besides Shaq. And like, it's, it seems to me this might be apocryphal that, that it didn't work out for Wesley Snipes and he went on to do blade instead of doing steel. Shaq I mean, is Blade would have been worse than Shaq is Steel. <laughs> oh, God, I want to see that movie. I wasn't, Blade, wasn't Blade in 98 and Steel in, in 93? No, it was 97. No, 97 Steel. Character was only created in 93. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, good point. Uh, <laughs> Chris, you have one in here that um, you're the only one to have. I actually thought... TMNT 3 would show up a few times. It didn't. TMNT 2 did. Uh, why TMNT 2 over 3? I think 3 is the worst movie by far. Bill and Allies. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, was that a positive for one or a negative for the other? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, Vanilla Ice. That's, that's, they, they, Which one was he in? I've never seen three. He's in, two. He's in two, Secret of the Ooze. Um, and truthfully, I've never sat all the way through uh, three. But uh, That doesn't make it worse, doesn't it? Um, no, I just, I've never had any motivation to because two was so bad. And it came off of a good movie. Secret of the Ooze, I actually had hope for. I... I uh, teen- the the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I believe, was in my top ten um, when I was coming up with these lists, and I couldn't, I I couldn't put it all the way up there. But going from a a really good movie to absolute crap with Vanilla Ice doing some sort of pizza commercial <laughs> really didn't do do me any favors. It's a horrible movie. See, I I couldn't put it I couldn't put anything on there because because I wouldn't be allowed to put what I what I wanted to put on from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was the coming out of their shells uh, Broadway musical. <laughs> <laughs> someday we will be doing these other lists. Don't worry, we'll get to them. You'll have your chance. Because because that movie or the, well well watching that was uh, was. Were probably equal to watching all of the mo- the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies, including the new ones, uh, and and really awful. Well, from now on, let's just assign Brett a different list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's got to do it anyways. 
<laughs> you know, if, we yeah. a, if we gave him a different list, he'd probably show up with one that would have worked for this. Hey, that, see, that's a good idea. It's it's like reverse psychology. You could just tell me what you uh, tell me what you don't want, and then it, then I'll come in and be like, "Wow, how did my list wind up being exactly the same as your guys?" Now, one of the things we do see on here, though, is a lot of sequels: Superman Four, Son of the Mask, uh, uh, Batman and Robin that finished number three for worst, um, Rise of the Silver Surfer being number two, Spider Man Three, Blade Three. Um, yeah, I mean, and TMNT too. Like, like, there's a lot of sequels. I, I think a lot of it is if it's if it's pretty good or it's pleasant surprise like The Mask, and then it goes to Son of the Mask, which is so, like, I would rather take my eyes out with a spoon slowly than watch that again. Uh, I've never seen well, it. Well, I never I finished also, it. I, I also haven't seen it. I know. I just, I just. I've never started it, so. <laughs> I, I didn't go to the theater for it. Are we more sensitive to sequels being bad? Well, sure. I mean, I've never seen, I've never seen Blade Three. Like, there's, there's other movies. Like, when, when it comes down to it, and I know that it, it wouldn't count for this list, but like the, um, the Wolver X Men Origins Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I've never watched it. I've watched the other two, but I've never watched X Men Origins Wolverine. X-Men, I've never watched X Men Three could make some people's lists regardless. Like, well, oh, oh, absolutely. Like, I hate X Men Three, but, but, and I wouldn't watch it again. But there are just movies that, because other people around me that I know and and more or less trust their opinions, have hated the the movies so much that it's just like, ah, yeah, yeah, I, I just can't be bothered. I have better things to do with my time. Now, is X-Men 3 actually hated by non-comic book fans, though? I, I, I have friends who don't read comic books, and they don't absolutely curdle at the sight of X-Men 3 like most comic book fans I know do. That's a good point. Is it just the sight of Juggernaut being just so badly mishandled and all the main characters killed off in the first ten minutes? Um well, I, I'm just uh, taking a peek here. It's got a 6.7 on IMDb, which is not uh, – that's not crazy low, really. Um, so I think Chris might be onto something. Although X-Men Origins Wolverine, about the same. <laughs> it's it's so, also, though, the, yeah. um, the one of the more beloved X-Men stories crunched down to, to about a 90-minute movie uh, mm-hmm. instead of two or two and a half hours. Uh, I, th- I think a lot of people don't like that. Instead of the two-and-a-half-hour magnificence that's going to be out this fall, is what you're saying? Uh, maybe. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I can't wait for this. I'm so excited. What's that? The next X-Men. What? Oh, which one is Dark- that one? I, 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 Dark Phoenix, out Dark. in November. Oh, okay, yes. I... I um... Like after after the apocalypse one, it was just like see and and again, if you were making a list, then apocalypse might no, we come will make close that to list. Number one list. <laughs> but, uh, like, we'll make that list. <laughs> no, no, nobody's list is long enough, is what you're saying, because there's too many that we can add in. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, the worst the worst movies. It's it's like it's so much easier to just keep shoveling them in there. It's just like, well, you're right. We haven't even talked about, uh, you know, some of these other characters. Yeah. So, um, one movie that I didn't put in my top five that, uh, the three of you did have in yours, uh, is Batman and Robin. I didn't put it in cause I, I love the sets and the miniatures and 
the, those things I think are just so, like the cinematography. I think that stuff's stunning. Just so stunning. The, too bad the acting and the, the script are so horrid. But that stuff is so stunning that that, that I don't put it in my top five worst. Uh, Brett Harris, you have it at number three. What What is it for you that you find so, I don't know, offensive about Batman and Robin? Uh, ironically, it's, it's almost the opposite of, of what you just said. I thought everything was overdone. Uh, you know, the, the Batmobile has all these extra lights and all these extra fins, and, you know, the sets are, are too much, and uh, you know, the acting is, is way big, but actually I thought George Clooney tried to actually do a decent job. He was just stuck with a bad script, and uh, you know, and it is a bad script. I mean, some of the, the lines of dialogue, and even him having the they the didn't have a script. And, that was one of the things about it. It, it. They started filming without a script just to get it out on, you know, for the summer. And and, and that shows. I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I, I had heard that uh, they had cut a lot of the dialogue uh, for Schwarzenegger so that he could actually pronounce some of the words because there was originally supposed to be a lot of scientific jargon. <laughs> He couldn't say. Now, I don't know that it's true, but it was implied by somebody who saw the first version of the script and may or may not have uh, uh, novelized it. <laughs> I believe I've heard the same thing. Now, the <laughs> only thing I want now is Arnold Schwarzenegger playing a scientist in something. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we got another Terminator coming up, I think that's what they're doing with him. <laughs> Oh, God, Genesis is what didn't kill the series? I just assumed. Wait, wait. Didn't he play a scientist in Junior? Didn't... There's been another Terminator since Genesis, isn't there? <laughs> oh, no, Genesis is the newest one. They all kind of run together. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Red Sonja, anybody have any thoughts on Red Sonja? I had that on my list. Nobody else did. You guys don't I don't think, think I ever finished it. it. I never I finished it. Schwarzenegger. Bridget Sonia, uh, Bridget Nielsen goodness. How can you put that on a bad list? He was a model who who was tall, so they cast her. She couldn't act or barely speak, and Schwarzenegger considered does consider this his worst ever film. Which you know, think about That's that. Not- that can't be true. I mean, he it's he true. bought Hercules. He bought Hercules goes bananas so that no one would ever see it. Is he just pretending it never happened? <laughs> Probably. It's the worst movie that he admits actually exists. It's the worst one so, he admits actually exists. The only real problem I have with Red Sonja is they never call Conan Conan. <laughs> really? Is that a thing? Really? Wow. Yeah, no. Well, they, he, I think he was supposed to be playing somebody else, so everybody's watching him, going, "Why isn't he Conan?" So. <laughs> so just took out his name entirely. It's, uh, yeah, the, I, the, he has no name in that movie. Nice, that's awesome. Now, um, Keith, mm-hmm. I think you need to explain to people the theory that our friend Ghost Rider X has come up with. Uh, on how to watch Catwoman, and then Brett, who <laughs> might this work for you? <laughs> so, it, and it's interesting because uh, I had I had told Mr. Harris to do this, and and even as he's telling me that it didn't work, he's he's proving to me that he did not fully embrace it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the concept is. Wipe your mind of the idea that there was a character called Catwoman in the comics and this has anything to do with that character. And go in as if this is 
a an entirely different property called the Catwoman that has nothing to do with anything else and is a completely self-contained camp movie. And and, and I I did try to do that and. Uh, <laughs> Even as a camp movie, though it was the the dialogue was just so bad, and the the plot was turgid, and uh, you know when you can't get at least a fun vampish performance out of out of Sharon Stone, you know you're doing something horribly wrong because that woman can vamp, and, and it was, you know, the the big scene where she's washed through, she's running through the tunnels right before she gets, you know killed and I, I i swear i just air quoted shows you how bright i am uh, uh, uh i kept expecting it to almost go to uh galaxy quest with some things just uh, pounding up and down or side to side with for no reason whatsoever it just uh e- even even as as a trying to look at it as a joke it, it still fell flat that the, the joke wasn't funny <laughs> Well, Bre- well, Brett, I'm, I'll, I'll, I don't agree with you on your on your review of the film, but I do compliment your use of the word turgid. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brett, podcast. Why don't you? Uh, you're, why don't you sway the vote? You had it on your list at number five. Well, yeah, and, and like you say, I mean, I watched it last night, and and I absolutely did that. I I went in. I didn't think of it as the DC character. May, perhaps I didn't think camp enough, but ultimate. Well, and but maybe I did because that's the problem it, for me is that it's not campy; it's just crappy. <laughs> like, I like for me camp. There, there's a there is an element of camp where if I can wa- if we could watch it all together, and and maybe that's the only way that I should watch this movie is with all of us together, where we can poke at the at the crap. But watching it alone, late at night, seems actually really just God, that sounds lonely. But it's just like, how do, how do you get somebody else to watch it with you? You don't. Well, the, uh, the difference uh, is, with camp, though, is it's almost like they're slyly winking at you going, we know this is silly. Whereas when she does the, the, the little... Uh, catnip ball on her face she's trying to play it completely seriously and it, it just doesn't work it, i mean you you want great camp performance you look back at adam west who, who did truly great camp with Batman. maybe they're going for a naked gun thing you ever think of that yeah <laughs> well i mean he, he well, played it no. straight but there's still that wink and a nod when some of this stuff goes on that you know it because it's it needs to be more over the top like i think i think that's the problem with catwoman is that it 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 lands square in the middle. It's it's trying to be too serious for whatever reason, but but then it doesn't it doesn't fit campy enough when they when they go with something that's just outright stupid like a like a ball of catnip rubbing it all over your lips. I mean it's it's just not I do think you guys are, are missing one thing. Catnip is delicious. <laughs> Well, and, and I mean that's that's fine. If you like catnip and rub it all over yourself, then that that is totally up to you. Already am. I, and <laughs> I think you guys just inv- invented a new porn genre. Dude, there's no new porn genres left to invent. <laughs> yeah, Mo turns out Mo's a nipper. <laughs> so again, Mister Brett Harris, only person. <laughs> 
barbed wire in there, much like Howard the Duck. I thought this would show up a lot. Uh, Chris, you you uh, like me? You, I mean, it starts off with uh, Pamela Anderson naked, and then later in the film, there's another scene where she's naked. Uh, each of those, I think, has two stars. I think this is a four star film uh, out of forty stars, <laughs> mind you. But but uh, Chris, uh, you're not. Uh, I, I I don't understand. Do you do you hate barbed wire or do you not hate barbed wire? I'm not quite sure where you sit. I. Or do you just not I, like it? I enjoy Barbara greatly. I've just found uh, it best not to, uh, just like politics, there's just some things you don't talk about. <laughs> I, wa- I, I watch Barbara on Pornhub quite often. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, that's, that's ultimately the thing. A lot of people come away, but how are the boobs? But at the same time, I, I'm at a certain age where if I want the boobs, I'm just going to go watch porn and, and not <laughs> try to get my, my jollies from a bad comic book adaptation. I never understand, I never that understand that comment. Yeah, I'm, I'm no, with you, Brad. No, I, no, no. Brad, no. I never, wait, who, who's talking? You, who talks first? You, you, you talk, talk first or I talk first? Yeah, I talk first here. Let me just say this. Okay, it's not that you go looking for it going, oh, man, I'm going to watch that for the boob. It's that if you're watching it anyways and they happen to show up, it's a bonus. You can't do, And you don't throw that away. It's a positive. <laughs> I, but when it's the only positive of the movie. <laughs> I, I think the, the makers of uh, this movie knew exactly what they were making, and they made it. They accomplished their goal. Yeah, they're making Casablanca with at, uh, at, <laughs> yeah. at at no time did they think this was going to win an Oscar. It is what it is. I can't fault them for that. You just have to decide whether you're the audience for that or not. Mo, well, it's funny you mentioned uh, that they're remaking Casablanca because I'm I was about halfway through knowing nothing about barbed wire, nothing <laughs> at all. I'm about halfway through, I'm like, I think this is Casablanca. And uh, and then like you know forty sixty percent of the way through I'm like I feel like a genius because I figured out that this is Casablanca and then I get to the end I'm like you would literally have to be like completely disconnected from all pop culture to not know that this is Casablanca. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, you, you it's know like the every club point. You know the uh, club owner uh, in in barbed wire who kind of looks like the guy from Casablanca. I've actually had to look him up to make it sure, sure it wasn't the same actor from uh, Casablanca. <laughs> I really thought it was Peter Laurie in like a later role or something there for a while. You know, you know the, the funny thing about this, this is the only movie I did not go back and rewatch. And I was, I was again, telling Keith last night that I, I you know, if I'm going to watch crap, it's going to be high definition crap. And I couldn't find a good quality version of the movie to to stream so it's the only one on my list i did not rewatch. and uh, <laughs> oh now i have a, a great comeback for that if you want to what's chris mentioned it's on Pornhub. so <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure nothing but high quality streams there she was uh hey, pamela anderson was was definitely a peak beach ball when she uh when she made that movie Oh yeah, <laughs> hiding cantaloupes. But, uh, um, but, but yeah, your Brett, next slide was the seller. Podcast, <laughs> last one because you're the only guy who agreed with me and put it on there. Uh, Ghost Rider, why does it suck so much? <laughs> well, well, one of the number one reasons that I think it sucks so much is is Nick Cage because he's awful. He's, yeah, I mean, 
I wanted, I did want to like the idea of Ghost Rider, and you're right. The the transformation looks really cool. Every moment where he is Ghost Rider, I think is fine. Every single moment where he is not Ghost Rider is is absolute dreck. That's one of those ones where I would do a fan a fan if if I actually did fan edits, I'd do a fan edit, but it'd probably wind up cutting it down to like the transformation <laughs> and maybe him kicking ass against bad guys and I'd be like, "Oh, sweet. All right, Ghost Rider's 10 minutes." And don't even and then I'd be the wanting to do a for years. Now I am finally doing one. All right. Not my best case, but and, hey. And the sequel might be worse. So. Well, another way to judge the Cage uh, movies are by the quality of his hairpiece, too. So. <laughs> I don't wear a hairpiece. <laughs> Yeah, a little too much William Shatner in there, but yeah. Well, we're talking hair pieces. I thought I'd just mix them up. Did, did, did I did I hear a little bit of walking sprinkled in just for uh, added bonus too? Uh, yeah, I'm that talented. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mo just sprinkles a little bit of everybody in. Yeah, that's that's what he does. All right, let's uh, let's let's get out of here one more time. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, guys. Thanks for joining us for this one. I hope both of you will come back again often because uh, this is this is a blast. And um, we'll give you guys a chance. I'm gonna I'm just gonna plug We Talk podcasts as where, of course, you can get us. And we now have blogs. And me and Brett are working on a comic book that's due out in three thousand, the year three thousand. <laughs> and if we're lucky, we'll hopefully have it done by then. Uh, it's the same color as the red tan. If you're wondering why it's taking so long. Um, <laughs> 10, 10,000 pages. 10,000 pages. That's I mean, it's true. going to be... Yeah. It's the Ben-Hur of comics uh, right here. So we're planning to sell for five ninety nine and uh, <laughs> 10,000 pages. Anyways, and uh, and Chris, uh, anything you got to plug? No, not really at this point. Just the We Talk Your Pumpkinhead review. Of... People love your Pumpkinhead review. Pumpkinhead number one. It hasn't been up long enough for people to read it yet. Oh, no, trust me. People have read it... Uh, all right, and uh, Red Harris, uh, go ahead and do your plugs. Okay, uh, uh, I'm a writer. I uh, uh, wrote uh, The Adventures in Pulp, which uh, was a web series that was named Best Digital Series of 2015 by Pipe Dream Comics. Uh, I also have uh, a story that appeared in uh, Women of Darby Pop Anthology from Magnetic uh, Press, and uh, I'm working right now on a story um, called The Outer Worlds with Ivan Castillo doing the art, and he's uh, with... Um, uh, Conquest Art Design. So uh, hopefully we'll have that out soon. Thanks very much for coming on, though, seriously. Brett, did you have a good time? Oh, I always have a, a great time hanging out with you guys. It's it's a lot of fun, like hanging out with my friends at the comic shop. So uh, uh, anytime you all temporarily go insane and, and want to... Well, if you ever want to stop being such a good dad to your kid, uh, <laughs> and then we schedule you in a lot easier. You, you, we tried for a long time, and it's like, well, my kid is playing baseball, and uh, apparently your kid's really good. Because um, it's been a long time and all over the place, so which is cool. But uh, yeah, just try being a little bit less of a good dad, please. 
Ironically, because of a change in schedule, uh, he's having a dinner tonight that's a fundraiser, and I'm missing it because it was supposed to be a few weeks ago, but uh, it got pushed back to tonight, and it was like, you know, I cannot do that again after all the problems we had during the summer. Oh, (laughs) so there you go. I'm being a right bastard tonight. (laughs) And uh, Keith, uh, your turn. Plug your shit. All right. Well, I, I write and uh, do videos about the intersection of pop culture and slow living uh, for a website called the Minimalist. Eh, sorry, minimalistcollector.com, and a YouTube channel called The Minimalist Collector. And uh, as well, I've got an indie comic that is hopefully going to be ready for the Calgary Panel One Comic Festival, which is coming up the end of May. Uh, the comic is called Misha, which I'm working on with a local artist named Jillian Dolan. And uh, as well, if you go to uh, wetalkpodcast.com, there is a photo essay of uh, Superman 3 and uh, the filming locations that were used in Calgary for the, for the, uh, the silly, goofy opening sequence that uh, Mr. Harris mentioned earlier. Thanks for reminding me. That was actually really cool what you did there. You also did something like that for the X-Men, too, once. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, the X Men one gave me the idea for the Superman one, which was uh, a little more elaborate that I did for the Superman. All right. Well, thanks very much, guys, and uh, you know, uh, everybody. We hope you had a lot of fun listening to us, and uh, uh, if nothing else, we had fun doing it. So it's really more about us than you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>